listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Yeah, right, chaps. We are Amnesiac, and you are listening to Witch Police Radio.
All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam, and uh, this is kind of a first for the show. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you know we tend to usually talk to local musicians and occasionally other creative types, talk to them about their work, about, you know, how they the songwriting, uh, things like that. And this week we have a tribute band, which is maybe we're not going to have the same questions as we might usually have with uh, people doing original music. But uh, it's very cool. It's something new for the show, and I have some a lot of questions <laughs> about, uh, about tribute bands because I've never really talked to anyone about one of them. I mean, I've seen some live before, but uh, yeah, it's never really been something I've thought too much about other than, oh, hey, that band's covering that other band. <laughs> so I think maybe the best way to get started is just to kind of go around in a circle and uh, everyone identify themselves and what they do in the band. And I guess before we even do that, uh, the band's called Amnesiac. It's a Radiohead tribute band and it's from Winnipeg. So you want to start here? Yeah, I'm Mark. I guess I play Tom York okay. to some degree. Yeah. I'm Tim. I, uh, I play drums. Actually, the drummer's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two of them, aren't there? There's two of them. Yeah, the bold one. They're both bald. They're both. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, I'm Jay. Play bass. Uh, I'm Zach. I play Ed O'Brien for the most part. Okay. So guitar, some keys, and a little bit of horn too. Okay, cool. And you have a couple other guys, I guess, probably. Who fill yeah. The... yeah, we got Johnny who plays Johnny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um. I mean, I guess the first question is why, why, why do tribute band? I mean, I know, I mean, you know, a couple of you guys have been on the show before with your own music, but, uh, you know, how did, how did this come about? How did you end up deciding to do a tribute band? And then the B side of that question is why Radiohead? I guess that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I came up with, I, I, I was just thinking about it one day while I was driving a truck. Okay. And... I just thought, you know, if if I thought there was a way of making money to do a Radiohead tribute, or rather to, if there was a way that we could make it successful, then I'd do it. And I kind of posted it on Facebook, and it got, I guess, a lot of comments and what have you, and kind of persuaded me at that point to look into it a little bit further. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess, like, there's a huge market for it, because nobody's really doing it on a professional level right now, anywhere. Right. So I guess it's not one of the bands that you typically see come up as a, no. as a tribute artist, right? No. Usually it's like, I guess it's the Stones or whatever, or the Beatles no. tribute bands, country tribute bands and stuff. Yeah. And then in, in my excitement, <laughs> I got a hold of Timmy over there and then took it from there. Slowly got the guys together and then within about, I don't know, a month and a half, we were all in a room kind of starting the thing off. Trying right. to figure out how to play the tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, I mean... I get that cover bands and presumably tribute bands are, are pretty sought after. I mean, and I know cover bands specifically, I mean, it's a bit different because they're doing just whatever, right? Covers of whatever. But I, I've heard from a lot of people who play in original bands and they do cover bands on the side and that's, that's the moneymaker. I don't, I don't know if that's the reason you guys started this, but it, I mean... So in a sense, yeah. I mean, because I, mean, I was working on my own project with Tim before okay. this. And the music business is kind of in a bad place right now and you know I kind of figured if there was a way that we could actually try and make some money while being involved in music okay. and what would be the coolest way to do that you know and, and I, I was thinking straight off the bat Radiohead but I didn't know if there would be a market for it especially in North America right right you know but research proved otherwise yeah, people love Radiohead yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean are you guys all Radiohead fans to begin with or was it I, just I am totally yeah 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 I am as well uh, this this was more of an introduction to a lot of Radiohead's okay. stuff for me. Yeah, I I kind of got the call about a really cool sounding project and hopped on board and then started kind of 
really digging into the music myself. Okay, so. okay. Cool. And is there, um, I mean, Radiohead has a huge catalog, right? I mean, there's, there's, yeah. They've got a lot of albums that are, I mean, how many do they have right now? I mean, it's got to be, what, eight or more at this point? Yeah, this yeah be they're nice coming up. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, how do you, it, when you started this out, how did you decide which songs to do? Because, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a massive Radiohead fan, but I have heard a lot of their stuff, and I know that album to album sound is very different, you know, I mean, there's, there's so much going on, there's electronic stuff happening on some of them, there's, you know, folkier stuff happening on other ones, and it's all kind of mashed together. So where do you, where's the starting point for learning Radiohead songs? I mean, is there kind of one song or one album that you guys... Yeah, we definitely, we took off with The Bins, which is their okay, second yeah. album, and there's just more radio-friendly, I think there's just, that's what, they have most of their songs on the radio. They're all relatively easier to play. I mean, they're not, not all songs were easy, but the fact that there's not lots of beeps and boops yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff, it was, it was before they really got into that, it was a little, a little bit easier to, as a group, not playing all together before, or playing these songs, to jump in okay. and just learn all these just pretty basic songs and get used to playing with each other. And then from there, we kind of moved on to learn the more difficult the ones. The bleeps and bloops yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so definitely that's, that was where we started. Okay. Is, is the goal to sound exactly like note for note on the record or are you kind of bringing your own feeling to it all? Pretty much, yeah. You want to be yeah. what it sounds like when mm-hmm. it's on. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, nobody's done it authentically yet. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that are, that, are, that are doing this as say like a cover act. Right, that's the difference, I guess. Right, yeah. like a cover and a tribute. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have done one-off shows around the world and stuff like that, but nobody's actually dedicated to try and sound like like the albums. Even never right. mind because I mean Radiohead don't sound like the albums live. Right, because there's so much experimenting yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they actually sound quite different live to what the albums. So are. you want to be more Radiohead than Radiohead. In a sense, yeah. If it's doable, I don't know. Like, I mean, we're working hard at it. You know, we're putting the effort in. We're put. We're certainly putting a lot more effort in than most bands in our situation right. do. That's for sure. Are there other bands that you've encountered in the city doing this? Like, in the course of, of being this tribute band, have you run into not to like the not necessarily radio band? But you, you see tribute bands doing like Journey or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this all the classics, and, right? and like yeah, you know. The Winnipeg music scene is pretty tight knit, so everybody kind of knows everybody. But yeah, because I mean, you've got ACDC tribute acts, Iron Maiden tribute acts, Journey, you know, like all the all the classics, yeah. I guess. You know, but I, there's nothing nothing like Radiohead, like <laughs> not in this city at least. Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah. it makes sense. I, I can see uh, definitely you hear about like a Kiss tribute band. It's a different market too. It's a completely different market. Yeah, there's yeah. no no one here in North America. It's South America is where I I think we found that most of them oh, really? are actually yeah. yeah, like anything we found on YouTube and or Asia. Any... Yeah, there's there's one I know there's one or there was somebody trying to do it in in uh, in Japan. Oh well, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I I've actually like with South America. I've seen a lot of uh, clips from these talk shows or talk shows game shows in South America where it'll be someone trying to emulate whatever singer and they'll go on stage dressed like whoever it is and trying to imitate the voice exactly and it's strange because they have these thick Spanish accents and but some of them it, it seems like a big deal I think it's in Chile I'm not sure where else it is but like it's a it seems like a very popular show so uh, it makes sense that South America would be mm. be into this but I mean that kind of goes to uh, I mean if you're the Tom York of the band uh, everyone else playing the instruments obviously you know you can emulate them I mean it's not easy to emulate it but you can get the right equipment and everything and it'll help to emulate the sound but as far as doing the vocals, I mean, do you sound like him when you sing? Like, did you already sound like him, or is that something you have to try? I, and... See, is I never thought that I did. Because he has a very distinct voice. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, when I, I've been, like I said, I mean, me and Tim have been working on a solo project, and prior to me and him doing that, I was doing a lot of it on my own okay. since the late 90s. And a lot of people made the correlation back then that I sounded like Tom okay, Hall, okay. which I didn't like at the time because even though I loved Radiohead, I didn't want to be sounding like somebody else. You don't want to be the Radiohead guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up actually changing my vocal style. Okay. And then when I came, when I thought when I was thinking about this, I was I was then I was thinking back to that situation, you know. And I thought, well, if I could now really play on that, maybe I could get away with it. Right. Because you know. I imagine that would be the thing that would take someone out of it more than more than the instruments. I mean, if someone's expecting it to sound exactly like any band, I mean, if you attribute that, I imagine the vocals is part of the key yeah. to sounding the most like the person. Because I mean, I know one of the few times I've seen a tribute band, I saw a Queen tribute act, and it was a, one of those professional ones that plays at the they played at the MDS Center, and uh, the guy like he nailed it. He was completely hundred percent sounded like Freddie Mercury until he stopped and introduced the next songs. And he had a really thick, like a Czech accent or something. And it, just, <laughs> it just killed it. It ruined it. It completely ruined it. And it was like, up until that point, it was great. It was just amazing. And then he says something ridiculous to the audience and just dead. Well, I guess, I mean, the good thing is, is that we're both English. So, right. So you have that going for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a posh lad. He's from Oxford and right. I'm from the darkest ghettos of Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I figure most people in the fake probably won't know the difference, right? No, not here. They yeah. go back home. But. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so for people who haven't heard the show before, I mean, like I said, usually we don't talk to tribute bands, we're talking to people doing original music, but the format of the show is the same. Uh, we kind of press a button on a computer, it gives us a random word, and with that word, we all select songs that we can make a connection in any way we want to the word. So uh, even though we're talking about Radiohead, during the interview part, we're picking break songs today. Break as in, like, spelled like car breaks. And, like I said, any connection you can make works, and it just kind of opens things up a bit. Sometimes generates conversation, sometimes doesn't. But what, uh, anyone want to pick a song first? To go with the break theme? Come on, Tim. I thought that Don't Go Breaking My Hard song was you like that one, eh? I did like that one. <laughs> I, I had a good scene to that one. It's groovy. It's, yeah, it's, I like that song.
All right, we're back. I don't know if that was what people might have expected from a Radiohead tribute band, but it uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of fits the theme. I mean, there's a little bit of twisting there to get the other kind of break in there, but like I said, there's no wrong answers, right? So I'm, I'm blaming Sam. <laughs> that was an inter- interesting, interesting choice. <laughs> Should have given us a better word. No, I mean, <laughs> it's not up to me. I didn't, I didn't choose it. I didn't choose it. And break's not bad, though. It's, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Like some of these words we get are just there's a few. I, I every word that comes up is cool unless it's something that I can't pronounce or it's like some kind of medical term that no one's ever heard yeah, of. Because yeah. there's not going to be any like songs. tonsils or Well, even tonsils would be alright. I think I'd go with tonsils. I think I could probably figure something out. But if it's like some seven-syllable word that I can't even, you know, gotcha. then next. But anti disestablishment Yeah, I don't think that's going to yeah. go over too well as a theme. That'd be hard. Yeah, it'd be tough. But yeah, break is pretty good and that was a different kind of break, but yeah. Um, so what I was uh, going to ask you about the, the tribute band is um, well, how, how does it how was it received here? Because I know we were talking before about wondering whether there'd be an audience for a Radiohead band in Winnipeg. And, like, I mean, is it... I know a lot of people love the band here, but is, is there a pretty good reaction from the crowds? Like, do you come it, across those? There is, yeah. I mean, we've done pretty well. I mean, we sold the first show out and then some, because, I mean, we turned people away at the door right at the Goodwill. Yeah. Like, there were people that turned they couldn't even get in. Um, so then we went a bit bigger with the next one of the pyramid. And the, the problem we've got at the moment is just marketing because uh, even within this city alone, there's tons of Radiohead fans that don't know that we exist. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've only been together for a year, and that's from the you know from the very start of the yeah. project. You know, so um, once we get all the marketing side of it down, and we and the people become aware of it, and you know, the sky's the limit. I think personally, especially from a business point of view. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, I mean, we can, with the right promotion and the right tours, we can easily pull in, and, and these are small numbers to what I project we can get, but 500 to 1,000 people per city. It's pretty good, yeah. Easily. You know, and that's and that's straight off the bat, as far as I'm aware, from what we could actually physically do. Well, it's, just, I, it's just having the budget to promote. Right, yeah, right. You, yeah. Get, you get the word of it. Yeah. Yeah. Getting yourself to the point where you can... I mean... In North America, um, it's proving to be a little bit more difficult because we have been looking for representation in terms okay. of agencies and stuff like that. And a lot of them are more old school and right. they don't really understand this kind of situation. You know, and, and with a band like us, we need the help kind of now at this point when we're starting out. Right. Whereas they want to kind of see where the business side of it lies and if it okay. kind of works but that could be too late by the time the ball's already rolling right, right right you know so i mean it looks like we're pretty much at this point unless somebody decides to invest in it on our own but as a as, as a business strategy i think it's pretty awesome you know the potential is there to be yeah. really good well like that 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 check queen man i was talking about right like they were playing at the nps center it was huge yeah was thousands of people there and it yeah. was guys covering queen basically i mean yeah. it was uh, yeah. Yeah. so i mean the Goodwills, it's fairly big to start off anyway, I mean, venue-wise, I mean, there's a lot of smaller ones in the city, and then the Pyramid's even bigger, like, is that, how many shows have you played? Are those, two. That's the two shows. Yeah. It's pretty good, it's a pretty good start, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think Radiohood is one of those bands where they do have a lot, like like you're saying, do have a lot of fans who maybe aren't part of the music scene, I think you're probably easily getting people who are already involved in the Winnipeg music scene, just because they know you or they know your other bands, because yeah. of like that, but yeah, I mean, there's tons of kids just yeah. around with the copy OK computer. It's a case of making sure people know about it, I mean, yeah. it's... If, if everybody, if every Radiohead fan in the city knew about it, we could probably play a really huge venue. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but and to, uh, we don't actually have the money to 
put into that side of the kind yeah. of marketing right now at this point in time. But well, you've only played two shows too, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, it seems to me, and I don't know if this is how it works with a tribute band, but it seems to me that a way to do it might be to do specific albums or things like that at shows. I mean, it seems like the type of thing where it would be an event show rather than just a regular old gig. I mean, it's not like you're just going down the bar, oh, hey, Radiohead, man. <laughs> like, yeah. it seems like you'd be putting on like a, a very specific thing. So how much of their catalog do you actually know? I mean, how, how much have you, you guys learned? Yeah, like, what is it? 26 songs. Yeah, between 24, 26, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the next list, we'll be pretty We'll close be close to 30. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit from each album, like pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's what we kind of try and to do. Okay. And as we get through them, like if we finish off and we get a whole album, then that uh, gives us the ability to do an Start album to tribute. But yeah. at the moment, I think we're looking at trying to cover a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's, okay. it's too much. Like, just too many songs to choose from. That's so it's even har- hard enough just trying to pick the songs we want to do. Yeah. How, how do you pick them? How do you pick them now? I'm just kind Based of, on where you are, I mean, I that's the way I've looked at it. I mean, I would never have wanted to have played Creep to begin <coughs> right. with. Now I actually really like it, which is strange because us, for Europeans, that's the one that we cannot stand. Right. You know, but Epsos, I think that I've heard pretty much everyone say this. Like, yeah. Song I actually, I actually really enjoy doing that one now, which is strange for me to actually say that because it actually made my stomach churn <laughs> even about hearing it to start off with. I imagine that like jug jug guitar part would be fun to do. Oh yeah, that's sucky. <laughs> I, I, I do thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> but I mean, the, the the whole concept for this thing anyway is for it to become a touring act. Right. Okay. You know, it's not because there's only so many shows you can play in one city doing something like this. We'll do someone as, else's music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so I mean. The the album idea is great going forward just for Winnipeg. Yeah. But the the key thing that we had to try and do was put together a show that we could actually take on the road. Okay. And Winnipeg to that extent has been used as our uh, training ground. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So is there I mean in the, in terms of the actual show itself are you doing anything radio heady in the show in terms of how it's presented? I mean are you guys trying to I don't know if you're trying to appear like them, but I mean, is there some kind of any kind of stage elements that are? I have a really hard time looking like Tom. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Right? Like, none of you guys really look like anything I like the. Uh... I think the key is to sound like them. Right, yeah, it doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah. And the fans that like Radiohead, that's more what they'll care about than if we're dressed up like the band. Right, right. Speaking yeah. as a fan, I mean, I know for sure. I mean, the biggest thing with me was. It's got to it's got to be convincing sound wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know, sonically, that it's got to be like Radiohead because I know that if I went to see if I personally went to see a show like this, yeah. I'd be all over it, like ripping it to shreds. Right, you picking it apart, finding yeah. problems. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you it, probably will get people like that if you haven't already, just because you know it seems like one of those bands that has a very devout kind of following. Well, I already thought that right from the beginning. That was my thought process. Yeah. It was like if this. We if we don't go out and do this right the first time, we can't. Do You're it. gonna get savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we put a lot of work into this yeah. right from the get go. I mean, everybody was just like killer, you know, like absolutely fantastic. Because the amount of time and effort that we've all put yeah. into this has been, been insane. A lot, of, a lot of rehearsals. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Early morning, ten a.m. rehearsals too. <laughs> and a lot of work, a lot of work at home too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like yeah. I I personally I quit. Um, I, I've been working in the music business for most of my life, but at the time I had a real job this right. time last year, and I ended up actually quitting that job because I needed to concentrate oh, wow. on this full time. So that's dedicated. You're dedicated. Yeah, to yeah, I, yeah. 
Yeah. There's a lot of time spent in the studio too, because we have a lot of backing tracks and all the noises sure, yeah. and stuff yeah. that you you would get that we can't physically you do can't right reproduce now. live, right? Right. Yeah. So it's and that's what makes it sound like it's well, like from the album too. So I mean, there's a way to do it. But you can do it live, but it's money once again. Right. You need right. even more gear, and our stage setup right now is already absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so logistics-wise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you, how do you do that stuff? Is it just you guys record it ahead of time and then? Yeah, you pick the songs, and if the songs like the songs from the bins, it's, <laughs> right. you really don't need to go in and do a lot of right, that back, backing track stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you get into stuff like Kid A and Amnesiac and all that other stuff, it's you know you go in there, you break yeah, the song down, there, yeah. you, you break it down, you make a template, and this is how fast the song is. You start from there, and you pick out your parts and figure out what you know what's what's going on in the song. And you really, as a fan, like I've never really sat down and done that, but it's, it's right. yeah. I thought by now I'd be super just over the group but I've ended up liking it more and more because you, you you end up just really getting into it and appreciating it a lot more I guess you have to deconstruct the song exactly oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. so some songs take longer than others and, and, it's, some, and it's figuring out too because it's not easy so there's a lot of times yeah. we're just sitting down and they're just you know what the hell is that noise and trying to figure it right. out I knew this project was super hard the minute that I surrounded myself with some of the finest musicians that I've ever seen and then they started saying that they were having a hard time right right, right. Yeah. You know, and I knew this was going to be difficult because I'm not very technically knowledgeable right. as a musician, but these guys are. And when they started saying this song is a nightmare, yeah, then you start realizing yeah. how hard this is. So if there's if there's a sound though, I mean, if there's something you hear in one of the like you just mentioning, <laughs> and you can't figure out what it is, do you just do your best to reproduce it with whatever you have? Exactly. Yeah. Is that or mm -hmm. so? You, do you do any research to figure out what they used for it, or is it just kind of how can so, we make this somewhat? Yeah, and sometimes you can tell by listening to it and. Um, but yeah, we did, generally we'll do a little bit of research and then also listen to it and just, and just try to, try to some mimic whatever we can. Well, and we, we also, for a lot of the synth stuff as well, I mean, we have programs like Reason and stuff right, like right. that, and you can, you can basically construct any sound you want to, as long as you know synthesis, you know, and, and, we, and like, I know I've got a background in that, and then Tim's also an engineer, and Johnny's also an engineer, so between all of us we can all you add can certain fairly, elements, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, do you guys want to get into another break song? Sure. Who has a, a song you want to select? Let's do my one because I think it's sure. cool. Right. De La Soul. Okay. Break.
Sitting in open microphone so I could have sleep. Had a catalog of raps and pressing all around the layers. Before I went to bed, included rising to my prayers. But that rhyme is all I'm paying I want my song on vinyl. I'm late. dreaming hits and doing shows. Making my niggas smile and shake. Expecting nothing but a little bit of radio play. Getting dice, don't want to choose by the best DJ. Hey, time was kind of tight, but still I dotted on the line. And some expected me to stop ballooning in the mind. Seeing spaces and places that I couldn't pronounce. But still I had the bullies to make all the bullies bounce. With the blessings of the great, we took it from state to state. Cause we landed on the good foot. Got a big break, cuz. Breaks. We're back uh, with uh, Radiohead Tribute Band. Um, so, uh, because Radiohead does so many albums, and uh, you know, like we were saying before, there's a lot of different styles. I just figured we go around the room and see what everyone's favorite Radiohead song and album. I mean, I can you decide that you guys are immersed in this all the time, right? So. I am. Like, I, I, I like them from the very beginning, to be honest. But yeah. Do you have a, should we come back to you? Come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Don't think too much about it. Yeah. Pick it like it's not. Yeah, a big yeah. Big it's deal. the immediate thing that pops in your mind. It is a big deal. <laughs> what do you got for favorite? Uh... Um, are we doing both favorite song and album? Yeah, song and album. Yeah. Okay, they don't have to um, be from the same either. Favorite song? It it conti- kind of continually changes the the further I dig into their catalog. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. because I haven't been See, into the them thing, for as long. Okay, well, what yeah. am I in this very moment? Then? Yeah, like, so at, what is the current top at this moment? Um, the one that I've really been enjoying listening to a lot is Let Down. Okay, uh, yeah, which is on too. OK Computer. But I would say my favorite album at the moment is actually probably King of Limbs. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, mine would have to be the first album I listened to. Um, Paranoid, no, not Paranoid, OK Computer. Um, the song is Subterranean's Homesick Alien. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a good song. I love it. It's a little shoegazing. It's great. Yeah, I'd say probably National Anthem and uh, Kid A. Okay. It's a really good song, dude. That's good that you like it, eh? That's, that's, that's impressive. That's, that, no, I mean, I, I love it too, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. 
Sounds really cool. Most people don't usually say Kid A is their favorite album. I, I, I tend to lean towards Kid A is my favorite album. It's either that one or King of Limbs. Well, as a drummer, like those are like the two that really don't have a lot of drums, and then a lot of it's a lot of this, I like I like know, a drum machine. It's stuff. got a nice texture to it. Yeah. This is tough. Um, I can tell you what I don't like. (laughs) 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 Typical Englishman. Typical radio. Okay, well, maybe instead of of just answering that question, are there songs that you guys won't play? I mean, you mentioned Creeper or something. There's only one tune of theirs that I don't like. Like, And it used to be, well, there used to be two. It used to be Creep. Right. Then the other one was um, Fitter Happier, which isn't okay. really a song anyway. Other than that, there isn't really any song of theirs that I don't like. like. I can just put their stuff on and I'm just going to love it no matter what. You know? um, I don't know though. I'm going to say... I'm just going to pick one. I'm just going to say... Um, I want to say let down as well because that one that one's meant a lot to me over the years. I really love that tune. Okay, um, feel free to chime in later on in the show and yell out some other answers. If you <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep. I'll just name every yeah. single radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I, I want to say in rainbows, but it's 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 that's the obvious answer. Yeah. What was what was your Kid first? A, Kid was your A. First one? I love Kid A. God, they're all so different <laughs> as well. See, this is the thing. If you don't know anything about Radiohead, you should. You know what I mean? Because they're just amazing. Janelle, what's um, your favorite Radiohead song? My favorite Radiohead song is probably, right now, Talk Show Host. That's a good one, too. I so I even I'm like the B-sides. I'm not saying anything. You're just letting him agonize over it. I even like the B-sides. Like, Lewis is an amazing tune, and probably not a lot of people have no, heard that I don't that think one. I've heard that one, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there's loads. Yeah, Killer Cars is another one. I that's really fantastic. Like. That'd be well. one that we should do. Yeah. So would fit with the Briggs theme too, right? Oh my god. Okay, that's the next fucking song. Are you sure though? Do you want to actually like play to the actual subject of the interview? Or? Oh well, I feel like we should probably throw Radiohead songs. Yeah, maybe maybe at some point. Yeah. Maybe you'll be playing already already on songs anyway, right? Well, so yeah. So we people would have heard that at the beginning of the show here, so they would have heard you guys doing that. Okay. So. So is I mean, have you? I'm sure there are obviously other Radiohead tribute bands out there. Have you guys done a lot of research to the kind of hearing what they sound like? I have. Yeah? Yeah. And how do you, I mean, how does it sound, first of all? Are there good ones out there? I, I like them, but do they sound like Radiohead? Yeah. It's debatable. You know, it's made, we've got a bit of an advantage in the fact that we've got three professional engineers in the band. Yeah, that would help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our technical knowledge and our technical skill base, our skill sets, rather, uh, We've got an advantage okay. in, in on that side of things. I guess maybe a better way of phrasing the question is: Are there any big, like, successful? No, radio, no? we we. I'm hoping that we can fill. You that want to be the one? Yeah, okay. yeah. That was one of the things that got me super excited about it because I saw dollar signs <laughs> with a band that I would just love to be part of a tribute act for. You know, and if we can actually make some coin at this, then it'd be like it's like a dream come true at that right. point. You know, it's not as much of a soul sucking tribute act. No, not at all. No, I mean, you I, feel bad about doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it personally. Like, I I miss these guys when I'm not here doing this stuff. And, like the people who come to the shows are grateful too, because I know as a Radiohead fan, I'm I've never seen them. Yeah. And if I would want to go see them, I would have to go to Toronto or I'd have to go someplace else. And like they're they're not they gonna, they're, they're not they're they're not gonna really tour so that's that's one of the bigger draws I feel is a lot of people 
or pretty much going to be like, well, I'm never going to see them. This is the next best thing. Right. Let's you, do it. You can't see them. And, Winnipeg, yeah. So yeah. So let's. So we try to do it a little bit of justice. I've I've seen them five times, but I've been lucky enough to be in a country where I can just go wherever to see. Right. Them. Where they're playing a lot. Yeah. 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 So what I mean, how do you? If you're listening to some of these other tribute bands, how do you? Like, what do you guys bring to the table that is? will make you that band that is the successful one. I mean, obviously all of the bands doing this are trying to sound as close as they can to the original. Like, how do you win? <laughs> how does your band, you know, rise above all of that and become the, the definitive... I think the professionalism all the way through the group. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, you don't... You, I, I've been working, like I said, I've been working in this business most of my adult life. And as far as tribute acts go, I've not seen anybody put as much dedication into a project as what we have. And I'm not saying that because I'm in the group. Right, it's right. Like, well, I've, I know I personally have bent over backwards for this, and I'm, and so are the other guys, you know. And we've we've put in hours upon hours of work for this, and we're still nowhere near where we need to be technically right. with it. I guess at some point you want to be have, have the entire catalog. Right. That would be ideal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like absolutely. How many songs we got? You're talking total. I mean, there's way over a hundred. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you got the really, really good fans there who want to see some rarities and yeah. resizes. And... Yeah. Well, I'm like that, but I mean, I yeah. have to put my favorite stuff to one side. You can't, mm. you can't do it for yourself. You got to do it for what other people want. Right. You got pleasers, to, yeah. Markets change based on where you are, you know, and you have to appeal to that market, you know, otherwise you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna be a successful business. I hate bring the business part into it, but I mean, you don't do something like this. Yeah. If you unless you know, without there being a business business aspect to it. Well, I think that's 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 interesting because, I mean, most bands we talk to on here, they're always at various levels of success. We've had some who were very successful, some who were just starting out, and they kind of, quite often the business element of it is something they're, all, they're frustrated with. They mean, they want to just play shows. They don't want to have to worry about making a website or worry about, uh, you know, booking shows. They want to just do it and someone else handle it, and a lot of them... Are just kind of like I don't know what to do with this. I don't but that's, know that's get, also but why for what of, you're doing is this is this what it is, right? But that's also why a lot of bands aren't getting anywhere in the business now, anyway. Right. And especially yeah. since the since the change in the in the millennium, because the, the whole business side of it is now more important from the band's point of view. Well, they have to do it themselves. Yeah, so exactly. Do it, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And venues aren't filling themselves anymore. So how do you? I mean, at the moment with the, you know the two shows you've you've done and you've, you have one coming up, how how do you market this? yourselves at the moment what are you guys doing to get the word out and get people to know that, that, you, that you're here that, that you exist well ba- I mean basically it's an online presence you know um, we don't have a huge online presence right now a lot of the stuff that we're working on right now is basically word of mouth from people that came to the first two shows right you know so if we suck then we ain't gonna get anybody at the next show right, yeah, of course, well. yeah. I think basically what we're trying to do is get a little bit of money going so that we can you know, make videos, invest them out, and build okay. a website which yeah. costs money, and yeah, all of that stuff. Does and, you know, yeah, we're basically trying to get money to invest in ourselves. You know, well, I guess this is another way. This is likely different from from a band playing original music. Is is I mean, I don't know if you are, but I would assume you guys aren't going to be heading out to record albums anytime soon because the albums already exist. That you're emulating, right? I mean, for this, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no. There's no I don't see a need yeah, yeah, for yeah. that. No, it's more as far as our the things that we can sell. It would be more the live experience and things that kind of 
come from that, say like live recordings, yeah. blah blah blah, you know, promo videos. Right, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know I kind of touched on this earlier, and obviously you're not dressing like Tommy York on stage, but... They I mean, want me to. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you will be, then. It's all going to get fucked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just looking, I mean, people can't see this, but across across the table here is a poster from, uh, I'm not sure which show, which show this is, but it... That was the first one. I mean, Radiohead has a very distinct visual style, uh, the way they present their albums, the way they kind of... I mean, you even if their words were in a different language, I would recognize that as being Radiohead-related, just based on, on, on the image. I mean, is that... Do you guys try to bring that into what you're doing as well? The kind of, I mean, not not the look, physical look of the people, but the just overall kind of visual elements. That they, they, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean that that that, that poster certainly. If you looked at that, you you straight away think Radiohead. Quite the I style think of that's, illustration. That's yeah. pretty important. Yeah. And is that something that you can do? I mean, I, I guess I guess. So something like that, it's a, a very distinct illustration style. I feel weird talking about it because people can't see it. But um, you know, they, they have a look. I mean, can you do that as a tribute band without violating copyrights, things like that? Can well, you... that we don't know. We haven't come across any, <laughs> any issues yet, but we might right. do because we did blatantly take... Um, <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, if, I mean, we can change it if yeah, it yeah, comes, yeah, yeah. or we, you know, we can we can cross that bridge. We're not selling those posters, right? right. No, we're no, not. We're not making that. money off of that. It's just it's a symbol that if you're a Radiohead fan, well, you it's see off, it, you want to check it's it out. It's off the Amnesiac album. Totally, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, and I, I like it. I'm just I'm just wondering because as a tribute band, I mean, this is something that probably doesn't come up at all for people doing original music, where it's like, what are the legal rights around? doing this. I mean, especially nowadays when you have people pulling things off YouTube because it's violating copyrights and all this shit. Like, is that something you that's have to worry about yet? Or? That's something we had to sit down as a group. We went into Manitoba Music and we, oh, really? had, we had a bunch of those questions because after our first show, we we're like, all right, that was great. We've gotten to this point. Yeah. What's next as far as business goes? Did they we get had, all had, your money? Like, <laughs> no, we had to go sit down and just kind of learn the ins and outs, like who to talk to, what we need, entertainment lawyer, that is oh, an really? issue. If we wanted to skip something like that, we'd find you know someone higher up and yeah, it's just and, yeah, it's yeah. just so much involved. So yeah, things like merchandise is just that's not we might as well not even touch base on that because it's just right. so much yeah we money potential for violating things. Yeah, and, but like yeah. for so okay, of course yeah we're gonna you, know, you have to owe the band some money for sure. their songs and stuff like that. Sure. And that's not that big a deal. But when you get into merch and stuff like that, there's no. So we're no not point. shady about it either. We're not doing it in order to like to cause a problem. Yeah, you're trying you to know? take their money. No, out. not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to cause them any grief any more than I'm sure they wouldn't want to cause me any grief. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, I mean, obviously you have no way of actually knowing this, but I mean, based on, on being fans of their music and everything, what do you think they would think about this? Like, do they seem like the kind of band that would welcome tribute acts or are they... I think, considering how much work they've put into it, I think they'd be impressed. To be honest, yeah, to hear it, to, yeah. to be like, oh, that sounds as long as you did it. I know it's close, guys. Yeah. I know that if I was them, and I because knowing what I know about them, especially now, if I was them, I'd be I'd be chuffed to bits if somebody yeah. was going at this length, to right? Try right, they because it is a tribute yeah. to them, right. right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's that's to me that is what it's all about. It's about saying thank you to them for giving us such amazing music since you know the early 90s sure yeah yeah is that something you've ever considered though like i mean is there some point down the road when you're gonna have this very established and then you're playing a lot of shows touring and then hey maybe we should send an email to radiohead and <laughs> check it out or are you happier just I'm, doing this on kind of like I, I me personally i'm not 
worried about that. I mean, if they check it out and they love it, that's the best thing. Well, I don't mean but... you should be worried about it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, eventually, do you want them to know that you exist? I mean, or is it kind of like, do you feel weird about that? The idea that you're... I mean, but the idea of them knowing who you are. I mean, it probably wouldn't happen for a while if it happens, but... I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what if they don't like it? Well, I don't like it. It's everybody's prerogative. Yeah, it's Everybody else has been covered right. a million times. That's true, and, that's true. And, and they haven't yet, so they're probably feeling left out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that song's been covered a bunch, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Creed, yeah. yeah. So, is there a, I mean, do you get requests? From after I know you only played two shows, but have people said yeah. like, "Hey, I wish you'd played." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we take that into consideration every time. Yeah, yeah. The, the the thing that people have got to understand though with, with doing this is this is if you're doing like, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful to anybody else, but if you're doing any other kind of bands, you can pretty much learn their songs in a couple of weeks. This I there's so much more that goes into learning each song right. from this, not just how difficult the songs are to play. But also the extra elements, the, the sequencing, and you have to get it all right. You have to get it as perfect as you can get it. And one song in that respect can take a month and a half to even complete, right. you know, before you can even play it properly, even. Let alone play it live. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. not as easy as just, oh, can you play this song? Can you play that song? Like, this has taken us a year to, to get where we are right now with the songs that we've gotten. And we can still improve a hell of a lot on all those songs and the right. way that we play them. You know, just because we haven't... You, you've only got so much time. Yeah, that's and, true. And this goes way beyond just learning the odd few songs. Do you want to eventually become... Not, I don't want to say a Radiohead jukebox, but do you want to be able to do that? Where oh, people yeah. can see, like, hey, yeah. pull songs with the crowd and you guys can just... That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to pick a song with a break. The names. On the, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that would be tough enough on its own, right? Learning all the names of the songs. You know? um, I'm going to pick a song on the break theme. I did pick one that involves actual breaks, uh, but it's on a train, which is a little different. Trains have breaks. Uh, the song is called uh, Draw Your Breaks. It's by uh, Scotty. It's from the soundtrack to The Harder They Come, which is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Um, it's uh, 1972 is when the soundtrack came out. This is a few years earlier than that. And it's uh, an early DJ vocal, um, DJ like in the Jamaican style, uh, over top of the song Stop That Train by Keith and Tex. And uh, when I first heard this record, I was probably about 14, and it just blew my mind, and like I kind of ended up in this never-ending pit of constantly listening to massive amounts of reggae for the rest of my life that I'm never going to escape <laughs> out of. And uh, my dad had this record. Um, he's also from England. He brought it with him, you know, and this was uh, along with a lot of reggae, and I just kind of got sucked in. And this song was a really big one for me because it just, like, I'd never heard, I mean, I'd heard rap before, but I'd never heard someone talking on a, on a record like this, and it kind of opened my open my mind to, to dance hall and a lot of other stuff that I, I really am kind of heavily into right now. So, uh, yeah, the song's called Draw Your Breaks, and it's by Scotty, and it's uh, a, a vocal on top of an original song by Keith and Tex. Forward and payaka, manakle and then go saka.
That was the first song to actually involve the correct use of the word break. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> just wanted to make a note of that. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, like I said, break. You can, you could, you could succumb with some crazy story that didn't even involve the word break. As long as you got a reason for the song, it's, it's all good. And we've had a pretty interesting type of list of songs here. It's been pretty yeah, diverse, yeah. kind of like that. Especially since people are expecting Radiohead. So <laughs> it's, it's a good mix. Um, like, so on top, obviously, you're all Radiohead fans. We've established that already. I mean, you're learning significant another catalog you pretty much have to be um is there anything i mean if you guys weren't doing radiohead would you i know a couple of you have uh, been in bands together things like that but what i mean what kind of stuff do you normally listen to outside of this i mean is radiohead you seem like the super fan of the group here i mean is there what other stuff are you into when you're not doing this i'm into all sorts like i i i, I was brought up around uh, the beginning of the rave culture in, okay. in the uk okay because um, I am significantly older than the rest of the guys in the band, as Tim keeps pointing out to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love a lot of I love a lot of dance music, uh, drum and bass, okay. uh, techno, I love dark trance techno. But I mean, my 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 personal music tastes are all over the map. Yeah. Is Radiohead? But is at the top of the list, though. I mean, are they your... they're, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've been one of the biggest influences on on me musically for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about the rest of you? What would you normally be into outside of Radiohead? My music tastes change like on a weekly basis, but <laughs> I was like lately I've been listening to a lot of Mark Juliana okay. and like Brian Blade kind of jazz stuff. Cool, cool. But you got to get the Beach Boys in there. I do listen to a lot of Beach Boys. Oh, yeah? okay. Like the Smile okay. album is amazing, and then. You know, Radiohead. And, right, I think it's safe to assume Radiohead. Right? <laughs> Everybody's listening. It's only because he has to. Yeah. Pink, Pink Floyd. <laughs> okay. I grew up on a lot of Pink I love Floyd. Floyd okay. Growing okay. Up. Yeah, I love Floyd as well. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Very eclectic. There's things I don't like. I can't stand pop country. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most people can't stand pop country. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't trust anybody who does. <laughs> um, yeah, EDM and stuff like that I'm not really into, but like anything that takes like talented musicians getting together to create something, I mean I can I can I see right. that and I enjoy it. Even if I don't exactly like love love the style of music, I can see it and appreciate it. It's right. a what's good it. about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. But um yeah, I don't know. I was anything recently like getting into the whole just indie stuff I've really liked, but I still go back and listen to jazz and blues and all that good stuff. I'm always looking for new stuff and anytime, you know, 
fall comes and there's a new album releases for like six, seven, you know, a dozen bands. I'm yeah, usually yeah. there just waiting until the day they come out to listen to them, that kind of thing. So cool. okay. I am, you know, anytime there's a lull and good music and it happens, you know, I'm always there just hoping for that next season to come out and a bunch of new bands to, to listen to their albums and stuff like that. So like cool. the new Dead Weather and the new Patrick Sweeney and the new use the death metal and all that good stuff that just kind of came out recently in the last couple of months and always listened to. So Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of the same way. I, I just like music um, kind of in, in, any, in any shape or form. At, I guess at my very core, I suppose I'm a blues man, but I listen to everything. Okay, okay. And then I guess, like, uh, it's not really a related question. It's sort of related, but, I mean, uh, why... Maybe especially with you, why Radiohead? What is it about Radiohead that, I mean, I guess for everyone, that makes you want to do a tribute band? Because, I mean, it's a pretty big investment, obviously, of time and energy. And, and I mean, it's, it's one thing to be a fan of a band, but there's got to be a reason that you feel like this is the band to do this for. I mean, especially if you want to make it into a, a larger thing that involves touring, and, and these are songs you're going to have to live with for a long time if this becomes a, a successful tribute act. So what is it about their music that makes this a good band, or the band, I guess, to, to do this for? For me personally? Well, yeah, I mean, they, the rest they, of the I, I, I find it very hard to find any band that has pushed the boundaries of music the way the Radiohead has okay. over the years. I mean, I'm, I'm very much into what's called hybridized music, yeah. which is a blend of dance culture and, and uh, instru- instruments. Which they, they obviously do. They, yeah. they have perfected that over the years. They, they, in fact, they've been... Even though that's been a pretty big thing in the UK, what with bands like Arctic Monkeys, right. Muse, stuff like that, um, Radiohead have been the pioneers of that. I mean, Stone Roses were doing it first, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But um, Radiohead took that whole hybridised system of music and just pushed it right through the door, way okay. beyond anybody else. Okay. Anybody else like have a reason like what, what, what were you having? I, I think it's mainly the challenge for me. Like it's yeah. it's fun. Like I don't think I would. I never thought I'd be doing kind of like a tribute act. Uh, I mean, I've been in them before, but I never. Like, yeah, it's just it's just challenging. It's it's kind of nice to set aside writing songs and just playing originals and stuff like that to to pretty much nobody. You know, I'm just kind of yeah. used to that. But it, it's nice to go out there and do these songs justice, and it's. It's it's kind of a challenge as well. Like and, and and you know we all kind of believe that you could really you know sound really good and make a bit of money doing this and have a good time. So you know I don't know. I always picture tribute or cover bands something like that just getting incredibly jaded just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And after a year, I'm super surprised that I've and not one tiny bit dislike Radiohead anymore than I did. Or, do you, you do you know think I mean? part of the reason for that is that you're not like you guys aren't dressing up like them and you're not trying to like be the characters almost of that's that whole thing is on the you know the back burner like we you know not really worrying about that it's creating these songs and trying to make them sound like right right, right. And, and but i mean do you think is that is that why though i mean that why you can still appreciate them after a year oh, because sure. you're not sitting there wearing a wig and shit on stage oh, yeah. yes exactly yeah. yeah i think i mean i i I don't think we're saying we're not ever going to do that. Personally, I would prefer to say that we ain't going to do that, but I mean, <laughs> certain situations... you got to work might, on your eye. Like, yeah, I know, I've got some, <laughs> some scotch tape ready. He's just, he's just waiting to pull out the elephant pads in the like, 90s. <laughs> See, that look I can do. I believe it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the hipster thing that I'm not right. too fond of. Right. Right. Just to put a vest over a t-shirt. You there you go, you got it. <laughs> it's the vest thing that I'm kind of worried about. Uh, you can wear a blazer. Man bun. Might be <laughs> the blazer I'm kind of worried about. Can you see the size of my shoulders? They don't fit very well. <laughs> okay, so maybe a better way of asking what I just asked is, what, what, what could kill this for you? Like, what would be the kind of, uh, I mean, you all seem very upbeat about it, as you should be, because, mm. you know, it's just starting out getting, getting momentum, but, like, Again, you are doing other people's songs. You're kind of you have a set amount of songs that you can do with this. It's not like it's. Uh, I mean, as long as they keep making new music, you guys could, of course, keep covering them. But is there something that could make you soured on Radiohead or soured on playing Radiohead songs? Well, I mean, at what point would this start to become a chore? Because it obviously isn't now, which is good. I think if they started writing shitty tunes, yeah, <laughs> if they became a country, <laughs> right? You know? But would would you be cool with just sticking to the old stuff then? Yeah, or, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, there's yeah. like there's already plenty of songs to learn, right? But, oh, yeah. Right, you have enough. But I mean, like the the majority of the tribute acts that are doing really well, the bands, those bands aren't together now anyway. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I guess that's a bit different because I mean, there's always a potential. I think it's unlikely, but whenever you're kind of I sort of feel the same way when I see people with tattoos of bands that are still around. Is I often wonder, like, what happens if this guy turns out to be a racist or something? What happens if, like, you know, they just start to completely suck or they change singers? Or, like, I mean, is there something that Radiohead could do that would, I mean, other than playing country, that would kill it for you? Or are they already, at this point, they're... Me, personally, no. I, I can't see that, no. I think they've established themselves as a band that kind of just does what they want. Whatever they want, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they were they were one of the first bands to even give away their album for free. Yeah, right within Rainbows. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's like they they constantly... and now everybody everyone just yeah, starts the model. Yeah, everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's like this mystery behind them too, which is is a huge draw as well. Kind of like Tool, you don't yeah, know yeah. much about them, and there weren't a lot of pictures and that right. kind of thing. Right, it's and if you see them live, there's a lot going on too, right? Besides, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I assume I, I haven't seen Radiohead live either, but I mean, I imagine they have a pretty interesting. Show as well, or is it just well, I mean, it's, it's once again, it's all about the sonic value, right? You right. know, um, the, the visual side of it is there, but I mean, I never really paid any attention to it, right? You know, you could even say I had my eyes closed during most of it anyway, so you, know, you yeah. just kind of lose yourself in it, yeah. I'm sure they, they, and they change their songs up, they're probably doing different each time, like they did Austin City Limits, what this year or last year, yeah. and watching the lives is great. and I think they played Bonnaroo in 2006, and I heard a bunch of my friends who got to go said that people were just like crying, like it was just beautiful. Oh, yeah. And they played the In Rainbows album, or like a few, or quite a few songs from that album, two years before it even came out. So cool, like cool. that. So you never know what to expect seeing them live. I would never know because I've never seen them. Right. But that's what I don't know. That's the thing. Is that something you want to bring to this though? Too. I mean, is there like as I understand, there are a band that often changes completely the structure of the songs mm -hmm. live. I mean, is that something that you guys? potentially could do in future too it's like hey they've done this song that you've been playing you know week after week and there's a live recording of them totally changing and playing this way is that something you guys would I, ever i think for now for the time being it's more focused on on sounding like them you want to recognize yeah, yeah because other people are doing their own spins on this right anyway that that's that's what was going back to what i was saying earlier a lot of the cover bands that covers versus tribute bands, they're right? they're kind of putting their own spins on it and i don't know for whatever reason um but it's easier. Yeah, Probably yeah. I was going. I didn't want to say yeah. it, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of cover bands, you just kind of like half learn a tune, and then you've got the basic premise of it, and, and you just do whatever on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we we've literally deconstructed every single tune right down to its better elements. 
How do you do that? I mean, did you just sit there and figure out what is happening with each individual? Yeah, you listen to it over and over again with your headphones on and you get right inside it and you listen to every part of this being Do you played. physically map this out? Like, do you guys have this all written out? Yeah. Kind of, this is Because, I mean, some of those songs are very involved. Yeah. Everybody kind of writes their own notes and then we kind of compile them yeah. and, and then we'll listen in groups. And, okay. Yeah, there's basically there's just five of us. So you listen to the song, each person takes their part in what they can play, and then you subtract that and then whatever you have left whether it be ambient noise right. or what have you or an extra drum beat or you know backup vocals and then you just go from there so you already have your part you've learned it and then you get down with everybody else in the studio and map it all out and play cool. it and figure it all out and you know play that extra part so a lot of us play different things and you know, okay. there's a lot of percussion and stuff and a few of us play horns and the other thing is is we aren't using generic sounds i mean a lot of these synth sounds that we've used we've actually made them from right scratch. or it's different from just getting a yeah, casio or whatever we haven't it, used yeah. pre-patched sounds yeah. like we've actually sat down and made these sounds sound that is as cool. close to what the actual sound is on yeah, the yeah, album yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's definitely probably unusual i mean cover bands aren't going to do that they're not, just not at all i mean they use a lot of generic sequences organ sound in this process yeah. 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 yeah and that must be the most frustrating like just arduous part of it i think but but the end result is what what makes it right it sounds like what yeah. actually sounds yeah. like on the record right yeah. cool well um you haven't played a break song have you um no i guess well i mean didn't he's no. got one no, it's really long so he he had one no no no, 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 you, no. no you had the first, he had the first one fight did you fight well, then I'll pick, I'll pick yours. <laughs> Which one was mine? Uh, you, uh, you want to do the Beach Boys one, right? Oh, but did we put that one on the list? Well, I don't know. You mentioned It doesn't that. have to be on the list. You can, oh, you can stray from the list. I think that's, I think that's a good one. Boys. I'm just I'm impressed excited. you guys have a list. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> We're very organized. I guess, yeah, the Little Deuce Coop and the Beach Boys. Cool. All right. That, yeah, Breaks Car makes sense. <laughs> so you, you're the Beach Boys are you the big Beach Boys fan here is that uh, or are you the rest of you like, I like the Beach Boys yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about it outside yeah. I never I never got into them I don't know it's something about them always I'm not trying to shit on your choice of music here I'm just like something about them always it was never sound, It never worked for me I think it's that it's too 
pretty and too perfect. But like, their life like, wasn't. That's the cool yeah, thing. Yeah, about it. <laughs> like heroes and villains, or surfs up off of the Smile album, okay. and it'll change your perspective. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Because I always see them on lists. So they, you know, you get such and such best albums of all time, best this and they never. I, I like. I think I like music that is a little bit off. Like I like when. You, I don't like songs that are everything's where it should be. And I mean, I'm talking to the wrong man for this because you guys are trying to do everything exactly how it is on a record. But I think that I like, I mean, someone like Neil Young is someone I can listen to forever. And especially when he sounds, he's missing the notes and stuff. It, it just like, to me, that's more perfect than something that is perfect. So the Beach Boys, for that reason... But perfect. their lives were far from perfect. Oh, their lives so were far from perfect. Yeah, their lives are fascinating, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The darkest gutters so of the So they kind of made up with yeah. it for a very generic sounding. Kind right, of, right. Yeah. Well, they also have that kind of Phil Spector Wallace sound. Yeah, they do. Going on from like the produ- yeah, production thing that. is cool. Yeah, and I, I love how they use theremin too. Like, I mean, that's like anyone using a theremin, I can appreciate that. But because it's so weird, but tough to play. I like how they're heavily showcased on uh, Full House. <laughs> I <guess>. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that actually. Yeah, I get that. Oh, because I'm fucking. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't he in the Beach Boys? John Stamos. Isn't he actually in the Beach Boys? He he's a, he's their sub drummer. He's a percussionist or something? He's their sub drummer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, actually? actually? Yeah, he actually was there. Uh, yeah. He played, like, bongos and stuff. Huh. Just he bizarre. plays, like, 50 shows a year. He still is in them? Yeah. Cool. Wow. something new every day? I did not know that. All right, so, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> this is so more of a Justin. We're here talking about Radiohead. <laughs> um, we do have one more song we're going to close out on, but uh, before we do that, I mean, you guys have a show coming up that this whole episode will be out <clears throat> shortly before, so what's the details on the show? Uh, December 18th at the Pyramid. Okay. Yeah. Nine o'clock doors. Show starts around 10. Yeah, DJ Co-op. Cool. Yeah. He'll be spinning some tunes with us. Is he yeah. playing Radiohead songs? or? No, he'll be doing like a, you know, just a opening and closing set, but then he's also going to be playing a couple of tunes with us. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he has some cool mixes of Actual radio tunes, cool. yeah, kind yeah. of like a like a EDM. Yeah, he, he killed he killed it at the Goodwill. Oh, he's, he's done it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. How was he playing with you guys? Like, what is he? What is he doing? Uh, just because on airbag, there's actually a lot of scratching. Okay, um, so, so he's going to be doing some of that. He's going to be doing a bit of scratching on um, national anthem. Okay, as well. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We might just chain him to the stage and have him just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The unofficial. Uh, yeah, it'll be the bleeps and bloops. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, and that's. Uh, is that an Olegis show or is it a bar show? Probably a bar show. It's a bar, bar show, yeah. yeah. Okay, and is there a way people can find out about you guys online? I mean, you got a Facebook page and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, if you uh, search amnesiac-radiohead tribute, uh, that'll take you straight to our, on Facebook. Okay. That'll and take we you. have amnesiac-wpg for Instagram. Okay. I think there's a Twitter and stuff. It's the same. Cool, Okay. And uh, is there anything coming up on the horizon too after after this? Uh, there is, but it's all kind of being worked on right now. Okay. We've got a really cool show potentially coming up in February. Okay. I'm sure people can probably figure out what that might be around that time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, some possibilities come up for touring as well, and we've got some possibilities coming up for festivals in the summer. Oh, cool! Next okay. year, yeah. that would be. It seems like a good choice for festivals I mean, yeah. because if people can't get Radiohead to the festival, they can get the next best thing, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a good you know, word of mouth. The best word of mouth, right? So right. Yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah, having yeah. A, like an online presence and and friends of tell your friends exactly. yeah. if you like Radiohead, yeah. spread the word. Well, that's how you have to do it too. I mean, especially yeah. when you're starting out, and in Winnipeg too. I mean, there's so many. I think a lot of bands are strictly word of mouth almost at this yeah. point. Like they just yeah. yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, to people who are listening, please, if, I mean, if you like Radiohead, you should check out this band. They obviously are uh, committed to the, the Tribute Act. I mean, by the sounds of things, you would have heard a song at the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the episode, too, to get an idea of what they sound like. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a cool idea. I, I, tribute band, I think that people might often associate it with the idea of a cover band, but we've established pretty over a few times here that it's not the same thing. No, <laughs> you no. guys are you guys Although are. Although it is a cover band, you're, you're, you're covering songs, right? But you're, yeah, 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 but yeah, we, yeah. It, it still is. It's a tribute act in the sense that we're not doing. We, we are paying right. tribute right. to Radiohead, and you're doing everything. You're not doing your own interpretation. No, doing not at all. We're like trying that. to be showcase what they do, basically, as yeah. best we can. If we can even pull it off, I think we're doing all right though, heading in the right direction at least. Well, hopefully, people check it out. Hopefully, this helps to get a few people out to your show and. And if you want to hear this show, uh, if you aren't already a regular listener, go to witchpolice.com, click on podcasts. At this point, there's probably close to 160 episodes. Uh, it's all there for free download and streaming. You can uh, search uh, chronologically or by the name of the artist. And it's uh, yeah, it's all there perpetually for free. And uh, you can also hear us on the actual radio. We're on uh, 101.5 UMFM in Winnipeg on Monday nights at 11. And those are episodes from a few months earlier, so they just kind of get a second life uh, being replayed on, on air. And we're also part of the uh, Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is um, a very loose collection of people doing the same sort of thing as this uh, on different topics. There's a comic book show, there's a hockey show, there's video game shows, there's pop culture stuff. There's just uh, about a dozen to 15 shows on there now, and it's we hope people go there and check that out because if they like our show, because it's all everyone's doing this for free, no one has figured out a way to make money off these yet. So <laughs> it's just all about word of mouth, uh, kind of like what you guys are saying about, about what you're doing, and just kind of getting more people interested in... DIY radio. So encourage people to check that out. GarbageHillNetwork.com, WitchPolice.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter and all that. I mean, Witch Police is pretty specific. It's kind of hard to. Most of the time when you look that up, we're going to come up. So so we have one more song, though. You had a, a lengthy one, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's by uh, a band called Porcupine Tree, who are one of my very favorite bands in all the world. And uh, at a point in their career, I think they were kind of in a similar vein to Radiohead. Okay. Uh, they started off as a very kind of psychedelic band and turned a little bit more prog rock, and then uh, the song we're going to hear is actually towards the more recent uh, albums in their career uh, where they moved a little bit more uh, into the heavy stuff, a little bit more prog metal, um, but still very kind of uh, Pink Floyd, Radiohead-esque okay. stuff in there. So it's called Arriving Somewhere But Not Here. How does it fit through the break theme? Uh, it was the first song that popped into my head when I heard the word break, just because the first line is never stop the car, never stop the car on a drive in the dark. Cool, that works. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
have stopped the car on a drive in the dark Never look for the truth in your mother's eyes Never trust the sound of rain upon a river Rushing through your ears Arriving somewhere But not here Did you imagine the final sound as a gun? Or the smashing windscreen did you ever imagine the last thing you'd hear as you faded out was a song?